really quiet in here. The turtle tank's off. My shoes are squeaky. Fucking Tuesdays. <laughs>
thoughts or tendencies, you can call 1-800-273-8255 for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, or you can text HOME to 741741 and get some help if you want it. Yeah. Maybe talk to somebody before you make any permanent bad decisions. Like, even if you don't really care what they say, at least you can say you did. Hopefully. I guarantee anybody would rather talk to you about it than find out later that you just went and offed yourself. Yeah. I don't think that's the answer, man. I know I put this in the book and nobody's read the fucking book, so I guess I can explain it here, right? What do you... I guess you get to that point of hopelessness where it doesn't really matter what's on the other side, you're tired of doing this. I still don't think that's the right answer. Like, no matter what's on the other side, intentionally ending this life will set you back in the next one in some form. Unless you were very lucky and just there's nothing. End of consciousness. That's the one I don't think there's any point in betting on, though. If it's a true end of conscious, it doesn't really fucking matter. Nothing. Any of it. Because as soon as you die, that's it. Done. Well, I think that's a standpoint that breeds true crazy. Yeah, and that's why most people, I think, even if they don't believe in God or heaven or whatever, they still believe in something. Reincarnation or karmic debts, heaven, hell. The fear of the general death. Therefore, once you step beyond the fear of general death, it's literally no holds barred. You either take it where it's the easiest, which is your own, or you take it from somewhere else. Either way, there's you're you're morally lost. You are your your compass doesn't point anywhere at that point. You're spun. You're you're pretty far gone. I don't either I don't, direction. I don't think so, man. Like I'm not saying enough mental illness wouldn't completely throw you off, but like just losing the fear of death, I don't think is automatically going to make you inherently bad. Would your good and bad be very skewed? Probably, but. I still think you would have, at least for the major, like, don't hurt children kind of thing. You know, yes, if you can slash want to reach out for help, do. Sometimes it helps, but at the same time, when it's something that is not just a true, like, shall we say, cry for help, it's an almost overused term, but it's a very true expression, because if you want it, you're going to get the job done. There are people that have bitten off their own tongues to bleed to death because they're in restraints to go ahead and kill themselves rather than live. Regardless of the situation, there are innumerable circumstances that will breed suicide. And, you know, some of them are, shall we say, I don't want to say more glorious than others, but they have a more driven purpose, i.e. avoiding torture and miscellaneous not giving up information what have you but at the same time there are those that just give up on life just the struggle because a lot of it it is it, it's the end of a, of a long long struggle and sometimes people can share that struggle and others can actually not only understand but reciprocate and potentially help heal but other times it's just shall we say too far gone it's it's like a dog that's been beaten to the point you can't rehabilitate it try as you might they're going to get the same end result most of the most extreme mental illness is usually some form of a trust issue with something yourself others spiders i don't know whatever your true phobia is like, i think everybody on the planet is probably terrified of burning to death 
whether or not they've ever spent any time thinking about it, as soon as they do, they're going to be like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I'd rather drown than burn. 100%. Yeah. So. Another contrary opinion. I think there really are as humans. Like, we were all written with a basic set of codes, like of things you should and shouldn't do, depending on where you're from, how you grew up, that kind of stuff. Maybe, maybe they're slightly different, but still. Suicide is bad, okay? It's not, it's not a good option. Yeah, because for the mental health of survivors... It's kind of a... I won't, I won't say it's easier, but it's a very common, and it's one that I am notorious of myself, is forget. It's just that click, click, delete. It's easier than dealing with an absolutely asinine waste. And, and I mean, again, unpopular side and belief. It, it is a lot of, a lot of that self-resentment, self-lack, self-worth. They just needlessly delete unlimited potential in a lot of cases. It's again, in, in many, many cases and instances, there are networks and things that can help if need be, try. But so many have and still fall short and needlessly end it. The, the struggle that's left to be borne by others is, I think, the worst part of the act. And so if, unfortunately, you basically just have to create that burn pit, those memories, those photos, those things, done. Ego death. Ego death. The death of who you thought you were. Because that's a, that's a part that literally didn't matter. So basically anything drawn from it, you almost have to remove. And in a lot of instances, that deletes a lot of life. And in some people, more than others. And that's a very hard thing for a self to move on from. But as survivors, that's kind of one of those things. You, you do hear of a lot of support and help for people that are thinking of committing the act. Hmm. Think about the survivors, though. Well, Quick there's... Google search. Survivors help. Because I honestly don't think there's enough of that. Because there are people all over that commit suicide. But think about the huge network that's touched by that one life. The innumerable people that knew that one person. That now, the best course of action, again, for those innumerable people, click, click, delete. But how do they learn so... their coping skills? To move no. on from a person. Think about yourself. How many people do you know? How many people do you touch? This podcast, how many people reach out? How many people so, listen? How many people will listen? Don't assume you know someone else's mental illness. I promise you've never lived it. Okay, so your thoughts run away with you sometimes. I don't care how strong you are. Every once in a while, you, you let it slip. And the higher you go, the lower you fall. Young artists. The 27 Club. Younger Juice World was like, what, 19? Which, you know, that was fuck shit. But it's all fuck shit, really. Anytime a teenager kills themselves, like, you know, something was fucked up. But we don't live in a perfect world anymore. Some kids live three times as much by 19 as your average person does in a lifetime. Some people see things and some people hear about things. Sometimes they forget which is which. So everybody in perspective has major life problems. Even if they don't sound that bad to you, maybe you're on that more fucked up scale. Some of us are. Personal deletion is, is definitely a hard wall tactic. Not saying it's healthy for everyone. Definitely. 
Yeah, I mean, and I'm not trying to say the mentally weak people. I'm talking maybe the more sensitive ones, which, can you really blame somebody? They didn't want their hands shoved on a freaking stove when they were four years old so that they would be desensitized. I'm glad some kids don't have to live through that kind of shit. Well, there's a, another side to this suicide thing outside of mental illness as well. And that's, I guess, medical issues. Like you have an inoperable brain tuber that is slowly just destroying your brain. So the longer Are you live with this issue... Are we opening the door for assisted suicide? That's what I'm going towards, yeah. So would you rather just slowly lose who you are over time I mean, even with like issues with dementia Alzheimer's if we're talking certified living will last will and testament shit that was in my rightful state of mind mm-hmm. I decided this is how I want my whatever and I get it that what if you're still lucid at the last moment but you don't want to die at that point I've got three three more minutes give me the three minutes who do you trust I mean shit happens I'm, I'm always going with whatever your dude asks for. That's probably what I'm going to do. Well, you also, you have to figure. There are people that have been world-renowned in a particular extreme sport that is especially, I mean, you have to look at how far extreme sports have come for starters. Mm-hmm. They, they really have uh, leaps and bounds. But look at especially things up to and including like free solo climbing holy hell used to be a basically unheard of thing now free soloing has cut it down into the minutes of what was hours if not days for climbing certain routes and then someone dies doing it and we're fairly surprised no edging man edging yeah it's edging. Everybody pushes. There are edgers in a lot of different fields, a lot of different forms. It goes all the way from drug use to extreme adventure sports. Yeah, like Adrenaline junkies. Everything. Serotonin, so, yeah. dopamine. Yeah. We're all desensitized basically to everything. Literally. So, have you seen the DIY? And there's already somebody that's pushed it to an absolutely absurd extreme level. So, why not go Just keep there pushing. or yeah. beyond? And that level has been pushed to absurdity. American Ninja Warrior. Keep on getting pushed. And then when it happens, do we really need to continue to be surprised? I don't think anybody is anymore. We're all desensitized to everything. Especially shit like that. He died climbing K2. What's K2? Yeah. Well, why in the fuck would he try to climb that thing? It's. 28,000 feet and harder than Everest? Yeah, but You're an idiot. people have done it. A bunch now. Well, yeah. And that's why there are now absurd lines and the head count to actually, here's a weird one. Speaking of, they're now project level removing bodies from Everest. Yeah. There's a lot of fucking dead people up there, man. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace, all that shit. You, you die climbing K2, I mean, what that counts, sucks. What counts as historical, though? Like, damn, we count a historical vehicle 25 I, years. Go to the will, what bro. What about a body? What does the will say? I mean... I think you should have to write one. If you're going to do some shit like that, I think somebody should know what to do with you. Alright, so what about a lot of the Trekkies? Like, the people that are leading expeditions that have died along the way? Because it's not just like... And, and oh my god, think about all the... 
miscellaneous hodgepodge expeditions that have been through where people may or may not have identification. Can we find them? Will we find them? Hmm. I don't know. Dude, I mean, I'm pretty sure legally you have to have a Sherpa team with you. And there's a registration process. Yeah. Like, you have to... You, you. I don't think you could just... Maybe if you have enough money. But yeah. I think you yeah. have to be an experienced mountaineer, which you, you're right. There is because, an ungodly amount of them now. Oh, my God. The the base has has just become chaos. Yeah. Well, base camp's at, like, 12,000 feet or some shit now. Hmm. Like, it's, you're halfway to the top by the time you start climbing. Those winter storms are fucking gnarly, though. They come out of I wouldn't yeah. want any part of it. They've only got a short window to actually summit. And if you don't... I don't think if... You can't say I climbed it if you don't summit, right? Like, you gotta stand up there and yeah. hold your, your fucking ice axe and shit. Man, that's another thing. Is is the summit is just like this gnarly, nasty mess of just congealed fuck shit left up and there. And dead bodies. The whole way up. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, people have, have literally gotten back down and said we've, we've had to just kick bodies off to the side of the trail and, and let them plummet. Yeah. Let them tumble. Because you, you don't want to walk over them, which is the lesser evil. Okay, so do we call this suicide at this point, though? You let a 75-year-old man try to climb K2, try to summit K2. You're expecting him, probably, maybe, a little bit in your mind not especially to come back, one right? Of those, especially one of those ones where he, he approaches you, hey, I'm dying, I'm basically dead now. So if I die, leave me. Yeah. How far do you go with him? As far as he goes, knowing it. Yeah. It depends, well. man. No, I mean, you still use better judgment because that guy's going up there to die. Yeah. Literally. And at that point, hey, man, do you have your shit in order? I Am mean, I cleared having, like, can I, do I need to talk to my lawyer as having known this information? I, I wrote a book about this. I'm not fighting this guy. He can do whatever the hell he wants to do. I'm not dying. I'm going to, yeah. Good luck, buddy. But, I mean, is he hiring you to take him up to uh, the yeah, summit? I'm not a Sherpa. Because then you're responsible for him. Sherpas, they have rules on this shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, our liability like, clause for kayaking. Is no, they, they tell you, like, we're going to, if we can, we'll get you to the top. If not, we're not going to die. So, like, if you're 57 feet away when they decide it's too, no, we need to get out of here, they will leave your ass. Go do it if you want. Like, we'll wait for you where it's safe. Catch up. Or die. Fair enough. I'm completely, whatever those fuckers say is what I'm doing. Gotta come back next year? I'll consider it. 57 feet is close enough. There are so many instances of where Mother Nature will just let you know. You are purely insignificant. Well, the not shitty weather is storm season, I think. Where it's like, it's nice sometimes, but then occasionally you just get fucking hammered. I think it's the random storms that just pop up on the mountain as you're climbing it. Yeah, and your tent blows away. Yeah. That you, you had storms Yeah. Oh man, where did camp go? Yeah, it's whiteout conditions. You can't see five feet in front of your face. Shit, I've been in that, and that was in Seattle. Yeah, imagine if you're trip. clinging, literally, you're just hanging off a rock face in a tent. 100 mile an hour gusts, straight up. Snow and ice pelting you in the face. That's some good adrenaline, boy. Yeah, we're gonna go to like a ski resort. That sounds great. You want to climb the tallest fuck mountain? The lowest point Mark in Nepal is like, what, 9,000 feet or some crazy shit? Alright, even even with all of this, I do not, and, and a balaclava, and, and snow goggles, and, and no. The, the, that 
kind of cold. That wind chills of like 50 below. Nah, mate. Nah, low oxygen. Nah. Yeah, that's another thing. Altitude sickness. They'll hook you up with a mink coat, though. You'll be warm. As long as you stay in the coat. Don't do anything. Just stand there in the coat. Now, that's a question. Would it be better to have hypertension as opposed to hypotension? Like low blood pressure at altitude? I don't think either one is good. I don't think so, yeah. Like, after you acclimate, you're going to be... Hypertension. And so, therefore, your blood is already pumping harder. Mm-hmm. But, and so the lower oxygen levels are going to circulate faster. Tuesdays, Tuesdays, Tuesdays. Your one-stop shopping. All things strange. All things you don't want to talk about, but want to hear about. That could be true. Kink style. Guilty pleasure. Well, that's the problem, is a lot of people are literally just waiting to hear an opinion that they agree with. Mm -hmm. That's where they find their truth. It doesn't matter what subject you want to take that one to. But a lot of people, they, they might have a deep-seated start and a general idea, but they're waiting for affirmation or confirmation. Dude, I'm cool. Let me hear a second opinion on that one. Some people find it in a second opinion of a doctor. Some people find it in a second opinion of religion. Second opinion of acceptable social behaviors or lifestyle choices or career choices. Or I mean, Some people literally are just floaters and followers. That's, I guess, where you get your separation alpha beta. Just hunt around until you find what you want. <laughs> Back. Chewing up that gravel. Okay, so <laughs> we've replaced a Lucky with a Brenda. The most Midwestern animal I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Sid the Sloth. Yeah, but in sausage, in sausage form. She's fairly round at this point. That is her eating in the background. Empty bowl. Oh, damn. Don't do the voice. Don't do the voice. Wenda, is your bowl empty? Oh, shit. Guys, my bowl is empty. Something's wrong here. No. Poor thing, she's just starved to death. I was just thinking how Nebraska she is. Don't you know? <laughs> Ooh. There you go. I'm going to leave that in. It's a little chunky, man. You better see why I didn't want you to give her broccoli last night. Yeah, she's absurd. She's the princess now. There are no more. The rest of the dogs kind of snapped a little bit. Had some, some problems. Fuck cancer. That one followed us back in. Fucking Tuesdays, man. Anyway, trendy suicide. Hashtag suicide. It is an acceptable extreme at this point. It's not the the one kid in a classroom. It's that that group of kids or that whole classroom now. Like, it is so popularized. And, I mean, they've seen it. There was... There was this... (laughs) (laughs) She's better at drinking than my dog was. She would straight attack the water, chomp on it instead of lash it up. There it was, so we can get back. You need to go take her and have her nails painted, have her groomed, have her spend a day with the girls. Oh, God. She deserves it. Spa day. There are 
groups of kids who are always going to edge and push each other and mm-hmm. see how far they will go. Yeah, most and kids. some kids might have an idea. They're just curious. Well, let me see if I can. They're also manipulative to where I'll, I'll get him to see how far he can go. And if he can go that far, I might go further. Maybe push themselves, see who goes first, or there are those that are just for a sheer manipulative value of manipulation experience. Let's see how far I can get this person to go. They're already trending that way. Oh, you feel worthless? You feel like nothing? Go for it. Try it. You're talking full-blown narcissism at this point. Like, bad just for the sake of why not. Feeding on the weak-minded. Yep. Yeah, you're talking some pretty heavy mental damage there. Probably. Some form. But think of how many of those might be in that factor of behind hashtag suicide. I mean, make it popular, make it acceptable. Let me watch all this happen live stream. Dark web shit. It almost seems like population control with how common it is. And I'm not talking just the the actual. How many how many forms of edging are made popular for that purpose? Because there's an quote acceptable percentage of loss in in things before you have to be concerned, right? Collateral yeah. damage. Um, yeah. no. Most people really don't care about statistics at all. It's even the crazy high ones, as long as it's not yours. Like, it doesn't matter as long as it's not yours. Usually people start caring when it's in their backyard, which is respectable. But the problem with only caring about your own backyard is eventually, well, what the hell are you going to do? They're in your backyard. Therein, you also have to consider a lot of people's perceived backyard is huge because a lot of people feel connected to these massive amounts of populace that they are connected to current connective value is social media there are people within the same household who are interacting and reacting to people through social media and so therefore that is how we are viewed known seen receive enough negativity produce enough negativity there's so many facets to this diamond it's a very confused cut we've started to assimilate the ai into our daily life the algorithms the we get our serotonin and dopamine from likes on facebook at this point as long as it's the right people that the algorithms match you with you post this certain thing people are going to like it that's how it works tiktok's always trying to make shit trendy always if enough people like it they Fast send enough, it out enough places. They send it out. They want people yeah. to see stuff they like. They want you to scroll for seven hours straight. And every third one, you're going to see an ad for something. There you go. Those are heavily catered. So good chance you might get distracted and watch an ad. Perfect. They've now marketed your seven hours of free time. Great. Legal enjoyment. Well, the nice thing about the ads on TikTok is you can just keep on scrolling. You can. You always have the option to scroll. But... That one and a half seconds you watched to see if it was an ad or not, you learned something about that. There you go into screen time. Screen time, man. And it's it's uh it's it's what a lot of people consider a necessary evil. It's the world as we know it. Like it or not, that's here we are. Bitch about it as much as you want. The screen is part of life now. It is. For now. And it exploded during COVID. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's exploded since nineteen ninety three. They made them accessible to the world. Yeah, but then, you know, COVID hits and everybody's doing school from home on their screens. They're doing work, Zoom meetings on their screens. It's been a forced adaptation. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, 
there are a lot of rural extremities mm-hmm. and lower class extremities that suffered very mm-hmm. hard during that because maintaining and achieving connectivity with that overall large scale but actual small scale of connecting to your rural community schools to do your virtual classroom necessities. Okay, how do they do that? They're going to have to get some kind of a hotspot. Where does a low-income small town get theirs? Especially like massive rural farming communities. If you don't have towers nearby, you have very little cell service. You have to get something of a hotspot for connectivity. Where do you get it? Lowest bidder. Where do you find those? You find them in places like DG, Walmart, these massive big box chain stores that are everywhere. They provide your available competitive cell data opposed to your big box chain or your you know bigger chains, i.e. Verizon, AT&T, uh, T-Mobile, Sprint, what have you, that run out through high populated areas and they can because the amount of people there versus you get out into farmland or rural mountain territory, what have you, remote learning. Screen time. Struggle. Suicide, man. So, do you think that with the increase in screen time, it is more difficult or just less time spent on learning the value of human life? Because you're losing all this interaction time with other people. Um, Or can you consider these screen times, like your Zoom meetings and classes and stuff, as interaction with other people? Because it is screen time, but you are interacting with other people. So I think the children are adapting that their social life is built around. We're like, we are not personally happy with so little human interaction. A lot of kids are a lot more comfortable never leaving the house. I don't know that that's good or bad. I'm just saying that's the adapted world. Like, where they're cool with, can we just order pizza? Because I'm going to play Fortnite. I'll interact with people. On, yeah, on Friday, we're all going to play Fortnite. My entire class is going to play. Oh, can I have $50 for your V-Bucks? I don't know what the hell those are. Virtual but, dollars? Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think they were PlayStation, maybe, but it doesn't really matter. They're all cross-platform now. Everybody plays the same game with everybody. And well, it does update sometimes. Uh, until very end of what would be perceived as our childhood. I wouldn't even consider our childhood our less than adulthood. That kind of online connectivity in gaming didn't exist. It happened in chat rooms. And think about what we did in chat rooms. Exactly. Uh-huh. I mean, And yeah. <laughs> you, you, again, were able to exert a certain level of anonymity in that. Well, you're also talking the creation of the telephone tough guy. You can say whatever the hell you want. Those through, keyboard through warriors. Yeah, man. Yep. Like, and it started in those chat rooms and messenger services and things like that. Oh, no. I mean, it started a long time ago with the telephone. Like, well, you you were too far away to walk over here and kick my ass, so fuck you. I'm, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to talk for the next three minutes and make myself feel good. And then I'm hopefully never going to see you again. Because the next time you see me, you're probably going to beat my ass. But, god damn it, I'm winning. Trendy suicide. Screen time. Edging. 
Yeah, so you you have the availability to literally watch firsthand or a secondhand account where everyone is recording everything, whether it's a GoPro on their head or it's somebody nearby with a cell phone. Basically, anything and everything you do is potentially going to be recorded. And so these people that see it as this really cool, edging, acceptable, trending manner, they're going to do because, oh man, well I saw this first hand or this second hand look of what this was, bam, I was just doing something that was trendy. Whether it be Tide Pod trendy, of eating fucking laundry detergent, or jumping out of airplanes with a self-packed chute not knowing shit what you're doing. The Gorilla Glue thing, man. That was literally just lack of, of knowledge. That was that was, that was I mean I get it. personified. I get it, man. Like, if you don't holy fuck. Peanut butter and jelly, dude. Like epoxy does not go in your hair. There you go. In any form. If it is if it is called anything like Gorilla Glue, Tiger Bond, or definitely don't get flex seal on your person. That shit has to cause some kind of cancer. But if you can make a screen door into a boat. I mean, they're doing something right as far as waterproofing goes. That sounds like a joke, but it's not. But it kind of is. Which is why those guys are so goddamn funny. <laughs> Do you remember the sticky? No. The It was a silicone roller for, like, getting hair off you and stuff. Mm-hmm. They had the big sticky. Oh, that you can wash <laughs> off with water. Yeah. We had one of those oh, for yeah. dog hair, and it lasted about 0. .2 fucking seconds. <laughs> Yep. I think that was their... As seen on TV fucking thing. Yeah. I think that was their biggest selling point was how good it was for getting dog hair off your like, furniture and shit like yeah, that. Everything. Dog hair, cat yep. hair. Princess right off the drive. They had a six foot, six foot big sticky. Yeah. Ridiculous. Six foot sticky. It's so funny. Nuanced comedy. It probably sounds ridiculous that I think that is that funny. But I do. Was Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy and uh, miscellaneous game shows and late night talk shows the beginning of addicted screen time? Mm. Was it born of television? The radio, or was man. it born of radio? I think the radio. The radio yeah, did it first. Everybody sat around the radio for their stories and shows. And but stuff. I mean, that goes and way news. Yeah. So it and used like to be the printed. It used form. to be the preacher. Yeah. Like everybody went to church on Sunday. That was your gathering. That was when you got your news. But before even churches, I mean, there was your shaman, your whoever would stand next to the fire and yell things about things, probably. Maybe stand on a rock, yell. Except now we're exposed to global gossip. Yeah. But as we perceive, so it shall be. Like, and, here we go. And it's, it's created, perceived... That's why they're, I guess, known as creators. Because <laughs> they create the reality that you're perceiving. That you yeah. don't want to perceive. Anybody that creates anything is going to be creating thoughts and ideas inside your head. No. Because technically you could say you create all your own thoughts. But obviously they're trying to inspire something. And if it works, they're a good artist. If it doesn't, they're not. But art is trendy. Everything is trendy now. Mm-hmm. Like one person has a cool idea. And everybody fucking does it. What's really cool though is when things get trendy, but they can't be copied. Yeah, but they're all very, very similar. Like, yeah. I went and found something exactly like yours. I really liked yours, so I made one. 
You put 400 hours into being the second person to make this table. Why? I mean, it's a cool table. I'm not saying it's not. Congratulations on finishing a project. I can't seem to do that shit to save my life. Well, that's probably why they do it. No creativity? It's, it's, well, it's not that. It's They see something that they like, and they see how to accomplish that on their own. Mm-hmm. So when they go and do it, they get that sense of accomplishment. Yeah. And now they're learning a new skill or something like that. Now, it's, I will say, I have seen those who... It doesn't matter what it is. They pick it up for the first, second, third time. They basically mastered it. They just are so naturally gifted. It doesn't matter what they try. When they try it, they achieve it. And so there's almost no challenge great enough, which so, creates an ultimate edger. Yeah. Going back to edging. This is but, that intuitive learner. Somebody who you you either understand it or you do not, if that makes any sense like hand it to me i will study it for however long it takes and then i'll either do it or i will not yep and i've seen it in a couple of examples and there were there were some levels that they took it to that like personally they saw and as close to as you're going to see of perfection before again just giving up one was a diver one was a wrestler and it was just almost Especially at, like, young adult perception, it was perfection of that specific event. It was kind of interesting. I worked with a guy who had a photographic memory, and we would do these projects. We'd have building layouts and drawings of all this equipment and things like that, and he was on the installation team. Well, he was the one who was basically the in charge of all the installation. So he would go out for a couple weeks or a month at a time doing all these installation projects. And then he'll come back and he'll go through all the projects he did and say what is different from what was on the drawing of everything. He doesn't have to go back to his notes or anything like that. He was like, it was at this plant at this time. We did this instead of what you had. So you probably want to update your shit. How heavily is he on the spectrum? Oh, no. He didn't seem on the spectrum like this to talk well, to I'm you? I'm sure he was, just... No, I'm saying some some people mask it really well, and everybody yeah. thinks they're not. I mean, but like some of those. That's one of those. I don't think you can have that good of a memory, yeah, and not remember all the shitty stuff too. Oh, he does. Like, yeah. so I'm saying he probably has to actively stay in a good, a good place, or it's going to be a bad place. Because forgetting is a superpower. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's, I don't know that's how that shit my works. Superpower, because I don't remember shit about yeah. fuck. Fuck about shit. Shit about Dude. fuck. Fucking Tuesdays. Yep. Fuck shit daily. Trendy. Trendy suicide. Where were we going with that? Why does it have to be a thing? Why do we have to edge that way? Why can't we edge good? It used to be who could get the highest score on a math test or some shit. If you look for them, there are those sources. No, no matter how lame or what have you they may be. But, I mean, even, like, trending positivity sources, it it depends on which direction you're looking at them. It it might be something like the equivalent of the uh, early 2000s Bible man for the Christian religion. But, I, I mean, there are trending positivity pages. But it also might be something, depends on which route you're looking at your or for your positivity uh, there's a page that I follow that is uh, DMT Spiritual Healing. 
And man, there are a lot of miscellaneous spiritual healing posts that might be completely unrelated to how I see myself as a non-spiritual person, but it's just like, hmm, that little twist on that perceived reality, their view, I could kind of see a point of that and and get a perceived positivity out of it. There's there's always that that hope, that chance that there's there's going to be that connected one percent or half percent or, or somebody else sees something. It depends on which direction you want to put your energies, whether it be up or down, positive, negative. Okay, so the fool's dilemma. I think maybe this is pertinent here because I, I know I talk about it all the time and I don't know that I've ever gotten the entire point across. So, like, the answer to that is either enjoy it or don't play. I'm not saying suicide is the answer. I'm saying enjoy it. Yeah, shit sucks. Could be worse. Enjoy the fact that it's not worth. Live for spite if you have to. Because eventually, hopefully it'll be good again. And you can't just give the cookie cutter answer of it'll get better. Dude, I mean, it, I get it. It's easy. It's drugs. Any, any vice you would take to the point where who you should be, there's no longer a chance that you can go there. Some people that's, I don't know, everybody's got their own path. I mean, sometimes it's what you make of it, and sometimes you're stuck in situations where that's just the way it is. Dude, I mean, I get it that sometimes there aren't good choices, or at least choices you don't like. But there's help out there. There's definitely help. Call the hotline. Somebody will be happy to talk to you. Shit, as soon as we get it figured out, call the call the podcast. We'll help. Maybe not. Should meet some therapists or something. <laughs> so, like, when crazy people call me, I'll be like, hey, man. I know the perfect guy to talk to you about that kind of crazy. I mean, at the end of the day, it's up to you, but hopefully you find something that's worth fighting for. Yeah. Don't make it a kid. Like, not a new one, at least. In my own personal opinion, I think it's... We're too far into the end of the world for new kids. If you're having one, if you do have one, I'm not saying you're a terrible person. But I'm saying if you're just kind of on the fence, if you're not 100% sure you want a kid, don't have one. Because that's affecting their life yeah theirs and the other parents life yeah i mean if one of you is 100 percent certain and can figure out everything like if you're financially ready mentally ready emotionally ready to have a kid then do your thing but it is a hard fucking job if you don't have one you don't understand and even if you think you're ready you're not ready yeah you're there's some get... aspect there's something that you're just not prepared for you're gonna get kicked in the face I don't know. There's exceptions to every rule. I'm sure there's a couple of people out there that maybe do know exactly what it means to raise kids. Like, maybe those books that everybody tells you to read actually helped. They give I mean, you a general idea. They give you a general perception, a general direction. But, I mean, it's it's literally... It, it's th that... No. Every creation is going to be unique in that aspect yeah no two kids are the same i mean you end up with twins okay they're going to end up with unique personalities they're going to take separate sides of that coin unless they are truly like as close to the same as you can find through bonding so or you're talking but relative like relative we're all me compared to you we're all very different but humans as a whole we're all very similar we can definitely be categorized as a species. We act much the same the world over. 
mental aspect, nature versus nurture. Where do you go with that one? Yeah, they're, they're chromosomes, their genetic genetic code, the DNA from parent to offspring. Like my sister and I were the closest to related theoretically on the planet through genetic code that exists because we're the only two kids of the same two people that were created. Yada 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 go down a bunch of So you mean there's nobody for you more closely related. Correct. And so on and so forth. So there's a, a lot of certain uniqueness. So if I were to blend with another, you continue to go down until if you want to look at very, 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 very broad picture, if you look at genetic relativity, eventually you could reach one race, one species, one eventual genetic, like remove abnormalities or specific uh, traits. You blend them enough times, there's enough replication. What if we already are very similar in comparison to what we used to be? Multiple races, like real ones. Okay, well, let's look at traits such as things like uh, appendix and uh, tonsils and wisdom teeth. There are vestigial organs. Examples being born without. I mean, to be born without an appendix, how I think, much, would be... How much of the of the populace, you know, how much percentage does it need to be to create a separate, uh, recognized, shall we say, adaptation? How much adaptation does it take to create the next step? Which came first, the chicken or the egg? The egg. The thing that laid the egg was probably very, very similar to a chicken, but not quite. That's why his mutant egg was a chicken, but it wasn't. Chicken's a mutant of some previous bird, dinosaur. Could have been. Whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, some of a crossbreed. It could have been two very chicken-like things bred and we got a chicken. Forced mutation, forced adaptation. You know, I mean, that's where we're doing it with dogs, cats, so many miscellaneous species. Genetically modified. We're line breeding, inbreeding, crossbreeding. Look at reptilian examples. You can you can create such specific, uh, you know, like snakes, reticulated mm-hmm. double. This is literally the high. definition of GMO, genetically modified. But so part of that is you know when you get a line bred like a large dog, Saint Bernards, Malamutes, whatever, they get into those like they have heart conditions, or they have Jordan terrible hips. Shoes. They just, there are defects that came with it. Yeah, we took this trait, but we had to take this one with it. One is just as prevalent as the other. Yeah, they're giant, but they die early. The trade-off, you want one of those heavily modified dogs, and that's what so many people are talking about with the food. Like, there are defects, and they don't know what they do to your body. Some of them, I don't think are that extreme, but some of them are, you know, they breed corn to have pesticide qualities like they don't have to spray because it's genetically modified to have these traits i don't know how the hell that works personally i'm not an expert in this i don't really like corn so who gives well, a shit i do because it's in everything. everything that's what science does so yes, somebody studied other it. strains of different breeds of corn and well, so i just love to eat this corn but not this corn yeah i mean so let's put them together and 
Fuck around and find out. Where are the bad hips in corn? Corn? They don't have hips, dumbass. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I know one of the problems with that, the GMO hormonal, corn. Hormonal processing and uh, general line breeding modification of things like meat chickens. Do yeah. those fuckers. Even if you don't process them with growth hormones and everything, they literally grow to be so big they cannot support themselves. Oh, yeah within a very short amount of time because they also gorge themselves so beyond dietary restrictions they they are bred to become huge fast their bodies convert and digest very differently have you seen new growth lumber how the growth pattern is like an inch per ring yeah that's an inch per year of growth on that tree so like most people think it's pretty because like old growth walnut and stuff, you can actually see the the era in a tree. Mm. So like one two inch wide coloration isn't one year. That might be a hundred years. It's the evidence of it is everywhere. The genetic modification. Trees don't grow 130 feet straight in six years. It's not. It doesn't happen. But it does now because of genetic modification. Just grow faster. Doesn't quality. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. Just grow. Kudzu style. Bamboo. Grind it all up and glue it all together into a solid piece and there you go. It works. Just Ikea. as good as lumber. Ikea. People love Ikea. Pressed. Glue. I think that's why we're still allowed to eat beef. Are we doing that with our kids now too? What? Glue them together? Not quite a straight board. <laughs> <Grind it up>. <laughs> 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 I mean, everybody's bumping and grinding on each other. We're just kind of creating kids at will. That one. It's a little piece of a bunch of trees. Yeah. Straight board, crooked board, I'll be damned. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so most of the time, the trees are perfectly straight. It's actually the drying process. Like because of just... these huge one-inch fucking growth gaps that shrink down. and. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you just throw them in a pile and, and let them dry... In an arid climate, like they're going to, those things will bend in half sometimes. They're wild. The bigger the timber, the more the more warp you're gonna get. I just steam them. They'll go. They'll go back straight. So I. Yeah. Yeah, that's how they do all those cool like. Fucking <laughs> two by four and an ironing board, just running the steam into it. Works. Carpet steamer. There are a lot of TikTok videos of that, where you hit it with a hammer and you just. Take a steamer, and it comes right back out. Fancy. Sing us out, Brenda. Yeah, we went from suicide to trees. Trees, man. Oh, genetic modification. Yeah. Hitler's I think soldiers. Mm. Eh. I think mental illness is a, a side effect of a lot of the other things they've, they've fucked with us with. They've made us more efficient, but they've also made us more efficient. But at what cost? Mm. Childhoods. To be determined. So, mud flood. You know anything about the mud flood theory? Apparently, 1850 or so, the giants in Tartaria, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing any of this right, they decided to somehow flood the rest of the planet in like 10 feet of mud. Yep. I think that's pretty much the whole theory and all of the evidence behind it. You could be missing a step or two. I think you might be. I don't really think so, man. I mean, 
there wasn't much, but it's it's gaining traction. Like it's still very early in the lore. All of the things will be added to make it make sense eventually, mm. if that makes any sense. Apparently, old maps have this Iraq Iran area is like east west Tartary Tartaria whatever. Then Russia would be like Tartaria, but this is just apparently what they used to call Russia. Or somewhere in that area. And I have no idea. Wasn't alive in 1850. I mean, but it would be cool to know if everything's a lie and they're actually like Russian giants. Putin's just an AI figurehead. Putin supercomputer. Which leads me into the meta conversation. Zuckerberg's half computer at this point, at least. He's done put a fucking chip in his head. Going full-blown alien. Are you sure? Meta. Think about it. If anybody was going to put a chip in their head and connect to the goddamn, the meta, who would do it? Elon. <laughs> I'm not saying Elon's not connected to something. I don't know what it is. That's what he bought Twitter for. Could be. <laughs> He's going to outdo Zook. Dude, you know how much information goes through the Facebook AIs? Like how much personal, how well they could predict and like become anyone. That's all the oversharing on Facebook. You know those, do they still do those 80 question things? What's your favorite color? Blue. I guarantee if I go log into any bank account with your email, which you would give me in three seconds, because who gives a shit? I'll give you my email address. Get on my business card. I can just go type in, what was your first dog's name? Oh, Fido. Awesome. Hello, credit score? Yeah. I mean, that's, there's, Facebook is just so toxic man they they all are yeah they're all so goddamn fake some of them pretend better like they're classier fakes twitter people are at least usually funny as their dicks <laughs> facebook it's just jerry springer man it's insane to see how many times someone like my parents age would get hacked on facebook mm. but then you see them commenting on these posts that are like oh you know your your best caption for this image that's harmless right you just write in the caption but you're giving them access when you comment on their post don't be the nail sticking up I just generally assume that they're all some form of scam paranoia will will take you a long way on the internet a long way it's bad though because they get one person who then gets all of their their friends. friends yeah Yep, so, man, I'm. the shitty part is these guys think they're entrepreneurs. Like, mm-hmm. they're sitting over in India somewhere on a on a 97 MacBook, like, and well, killing in it. Russia, they have, like, an entire wall of phones that they use to just flood social media with yeah. everything. And then people are clicking on it, liking it, commenting on it, and it just escalates. I'm pretty sure the AIs are playing... On social media, like Meta Absolutely. is is literally active, real time playing. Terrifying man, Skynet in the form of social media. Who would have thunk? All those Farmville games are little farms on the moon. Don't forget to water them; they'll die. Please. So, when and if AI rises up and just annihilates the human race, mm-hmm. could that be considered as the human race? annihilating itself since they created the AI I don't think so and put it in the position that it was in to 
With sentient comes responsibility. As soon as you wake up and realize you are, at that point, you are responsible. But it would never have gotten to that point without humans dicking around. Yeah, but would humans be here if it wasn't for some ancient AI? The Large Hadron, they just fired up again. That fucker might be what brings in the end. Like All the I'm robots. saying is the human race is self-destructive as fuck. We were made this way, man. That's what we do. You can't be mad at the mosquito for drinking blood. That's how, how they survive. If we are a virus, we are a virus. Could we be a good one? Like symbiosis style? We'll dissolve all the shit in your stomach. We're good at making things into things. I don't know if that takes too much work. Yeah, not really, man. I mean, like, if these certain people didn't need vast excess, we wouldn't have to. Like, how much does every person really need? Oh. Do you need a new... No, I'm not, I'm not talking communism. I'm saying if you really need it, then work for it. Get it. But I don't know why everybody else thinks they have to keep up with the Jones. Why does everybody need 17 fucking bedrooms? How many friends do you have? Why don't they go get their own house? And you have yours. And everybody will just, you know, vibe somewhere. Maybe there can be a park in the middle. Because everybody doesn't need 17 bedrooms. Because cast. Yeah. Separation. Us versus them. Always. It's how we sleep at night. Because yeah. we're better than them. I'm not on meth yet. Not on meth yet. Snuffed it out. Candles out. That means it's time to go. Time to roll it up. Sing us out, Age. Fucking Tuesday's done. Yep. God, what was this? 15? I have no idea. I think, I think you're right. At this point, I don't. I don't know. Things are said. Stuff is done. Hopefully, mm, fucking Tuesdays. Don't commit suicide. Get help. <laughs> what he said. Find help. That's a long one. If you can't find help, look harder. You haven't called me yet. I had to look too hard, fuckers. Anyway, bye. Bye. Julie.